Welcome back to Behind the Scenes of the Eventful Lives podcast. Dodge has been away for the week, so I thought I'd catch up with him. How was your week away, mate? Well, a couple of days away, wasn't it? Yeah, just a couple of days. Um, school half terms. I took my little nine-year-old boy and my, and my missus and we went to London as tourists. Oh, I bet that was weird for you. Yeah, really weird. As a, obviously living down here now and going back to London and actually doing it as a tourist, doing the taking the Alfie on the London Eye. That was amazing, by the way. I haven't, I haven't actually done it. I've never been on the. If you've never been on that, mate, I'm thinking, you know, you know, for three of us, 175 quid for half an hour. We're like 175 quid. But actually, it was brilliant, a great experience. Then we took him to Big Ben, and then we took him to Westminster, where the prince got married. Did and, the whole thing. Yeah, did all of that Covent Garden and took Leicester Square and Trafalgar Square Shopping? and. No, not really shopping, mate, but took him into Hamleys and all the stuff oh, that... Oh, Hamleys as a kid, by the way, yeah. is the best. But as an adult, mate, I was like, mate, get yeah, me get out me of here. There's like five, six floors. I was like... Sw-. They have people out at the front as well, like yeah. singing and trying to get you in the shop yeah, as well. It's stuff, a right pain. But a wicked, mate, a wicked couple of days. Literally got back today. Nice couple of days. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good food. Good food. You go out for any meals? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Went out to some nice food in Covent Garden and went through Soho and... Yeah, Chinatown and... Wow, you've literally done the whole of Done London. the lot, mate, like a proper tourist. And do you know what I have to say? As a Londoner going back, I didn't feel 100% comfy. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I think it's because you're doing the tourist thing. You're talking, it felt so packed. Everywhere I went was packed. Half term Of people, well. of yeah. tourists, of people. And I'm just thinking, of all the nutters out there, something could just happen. And what would people do in the city? It was going through my head and I was looking over my shoulder and seeing who's who. And you just, it just, it, yeah. Growing up in London, how much has it changed from, I mean, how many years ago now? Well, I've spent <laughs> most of my life in London until moving down here, but. But you wouldn't have been doing that when you were young. No, I wouldn't have done the whole tourist route. But I remember when I was in London in my, in my teens and twenties and whatever, I only went to London at night. You go clubbing and partying and go to that club and go to that bar and you boot around in taxis here and there and everywhere. Actually going there in the daytime, walking around, you know, and Different. as a tourist as a tourist, you know, and showing my little boy all the all the all the old clubs we used to go to. <laughs> Ministry like, of Sound. That, there used to be a club down there, there was a club <laughs> down there. We used to go to that club. I can't remember the names of them anymore, but the clubs are still there, but all the names really? have changed. That's been really weird for it you was. as well. And and being with the family this time yeah. instead of like in your twenties going nightclub. Yeah, mate, been... it was it was it was quality. Yeah, Do you wicked. know what I enjoyed it and we based ourselves in Mayfair and it was just a nice location to boot around in Knightsbridge and Chelsea. We did so much in a couple of days. It was it was good. I'm, I'm glad my little boy is uh, experienced, experienced London. London now, yeah. proper Londoner. Apart from going to West Ham up there, but he's that's his, yeah. Yeah, we, good, yeah we didn't have the best result, but mm. we'll move on from that. <laughs> Keep that quiet. <laughs> yeah. M- move on. <laughs> yeah. Rugby was quite good. Uh, last weekend. Oh, fucking hell. Mate, I was gutted, mate. Yeah. Gutted. I mean, for you, yeah. Gutted. England, all the way beating South Africa in the semi-final of the World Cup, all the way until the last few minutes and stuff. Gutting. Hey, you know what it reminds me? What pe- what cheeses me off about this? It's like South Africans, we keep playing them, they keep beating us in the big matches in the World Cup finals and now the semi-finals. It reminds me of like playing the Germans at football. Penalties. Do you know what I mean? It reminds me of playing the Germans at football. We never seem to go and beat them on it's the big occasion. team, isn't yeah. it? Whenever it comes to it. And England, I've got to say, with all the stick England rugby players were getting and the coaches and all that, they proved a lot of people wrong. Okay, we didn't win, but boy, they put out a proper fight. A pro- every single player put their body on the line. Every single player was battered after that game. And I think it gave the whole country, what was, I th- the viewing figures were ridiculously high for that match. I think the highest the highest for a long, long time. Um, and they put a pro- proper show in. And it's a shame they've got to play another game this weekend, like mm. third and fourth playoffs. Like yeah, it's that horrible one. It's that horrible it? cut that, that horrible no one wants to play in. You haven't won, you haven't got to the final, you're playing for third, you're playing for a bit of pride. 
against Argentina. So I do feel like the the sport's growing though. The, since I was a, a, lo a lot younger, anyway, I didn't really get into rugby at all, mm. and now I feel like there's a lot more people involved in, especially you know, national rugby. Mm. Um, well, it's been commercialised, but it's so far off. The game is in proper trouble. Really? Oh, hugely, huge financial trouble. We lost three premiership clubs this year. Really? I see. Yeah. I, I'm not in the yeah. rugby world, so I don't. Yeah, really know they've that. gone. You know, um, how do they disappear? What financially? Well, yeah, money. There's no money. You know, you have. Wow. You know, I got asked to come and have a look at buy a Gloucester rugby club. I won't go anywhere near buying a rugby club in my life ever. Why do I want to go near a rugby club? Like, there's no money. Here. People are doing it for maybe because they love rugby, maybe doing it for the for the ego. But they will have a couple of years then realize they're losing millions a year. There's not enough people coming through the gates. Watching the, it on TV. Watching on TV. The TV channels all over the gaff. No one knows when. A premiership game is on, whether it's on Amazon, whether it's on BT Sport, now TNT, whether it's on Sky, whether it's on Channel 4. And no one's got a clue. Wow, I so didn't even know yeah, this. No I didn't know it was in this much of a state. Yeah, it's in proper, a proper state. Agents aren't earning enough. Agents aren't 5% on the player salaries. Average, you know, the player salary. salaries aren't big enough, They're are they? They're not big enough. So no one's, no one's earning. Everyone's on the RFU at the moment. It's probably why the England squad is probably the only bit that gets a bit of commercial success is because it's, yeah. not, it's not tied to a club. It's, it's just the nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, wow. it's a shame. It's a shame. But um, going back to it, really proud of England. Really proud to be English that day. And really proud that how well those boys done. You know, from every player in that squad. You could see in their eyes, the glint in their eyes. You see like Manu Tuolangi warming up, like going into the... The, into the tackle pads against Vinopola. Vinopola, you can see it. Vin, someone's taken a camera shot of it. You know, they were up for it. They had to prove the country wrong. They had to prove the press wrong. And everyone jumped on their backs. And you know what, again, what cheeses me off is the press. They're so freaking negative in our country. The idea is that we want to get behind our team to win the World Cup, not to every single angle, having to go at the coach, having to go at the players, having to go at everything. You know, it's... Um, it's like the football... Back in the day, really. I know recently the press has been a little bit better with, with some of the England footballers, but Harry Maguire still gets it a fair yeah. bit. And rugby teams seem to be getting it now. It just annoys well. me. I don't watch it the news. But, you know, if you turn on the news, it's like, neg, 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 neg. No wonder the whole country's in fear. No wonder the whole country's feeling negative. Because the whole press are just putting negative vibes into everyone's minds, you know? It's one of the first things I learned about you is that you never watch the news. Because no. you said, if I need, if, I, if, if, if it's important, someone, <laughs> someone will tell, will tell me. me. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's yeah. very, very true. Yeah, we've also had a, a little bit of sad news this week as well. Um, massive friend of the podcast, Dave Courtney. Yeah, very sad. Sadly, passed away. Took his own life a couple of days ago. Suicide. Um, very sad. Mm. Super, super sad. But what a character! Yeah, what, what a, a character! What a great to me. He was really kind to me, warm-hearted. I can only speak on my experiences, and he was a proper good bloke and he did what he wanted to do you know even at the end you know did it his way he did it his way you know but he made you feel a million dollars he was a right laugh he's got more stories than anyone I know he's partied Henny, partied more than anyone I know that's all for you isn't it? Been in, yeah it is as well <laughs> yeah, it's true um, he's a couple of generations above me but yeah we had a lot of respect for each other um, and it was really sad to, to hear that news and it's, it's quite you know he, he, he he took his own life um, with a gun and he did it his way. He went out his way. Um, and there's, you know, you, there's lots of things people can say is it selfish, is it not selfish? He did it his way and he had to do what he did. He left, he, 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 he was in pain. 
Yeah, he was. He yeah. was in pain. So, yeah, so uh, we, we, we're putting a tribute podcast out to him on... Uh, it would have been Wednesday gone. Oh, just gone. A tribute, yeah, just put it out a couple of days ago. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. look out for that one. It's, uh, it's a, a proper nice character. Anyone who's not listened to it, go back onto YouTube and look at our YouTube. I think it's like nearly half a million views and it's a two-hour podcast and it, it is brilliant it really is he's such a brilliant character with so many amazing stories it's definitely worth going to check you out. get his whole character in yeah. that in that two-hour episode the, the funny stories laughter and it was very emotional gets, yeah very emotional Shed and honest tear, as well towards you know end, so. and it was his most honest interview he's ever done and i feel really proud to be the person interviewing him on that day as well he's going to leave a legacy behind mm. and there's not many old school like that anymore the old school gangster is, you know, there's not many of them. There's still, you know, we, it's important that we have these conversations with them because in 15, 20 years time, they won't be remembered unless they've done a podcast. They've gone on somewhere that's evergreen that can be kept for grandchildren, great, great grandchildren, etc. you know? And it was nice to see that you, your relationship with Dave continued, even after he'd been on the show, you yeah. guys always stayed in touch. And yeah. He's just one of them guys that always make sure the people around him are, are all right. Yeah, that's right. He wanted people to do well. It was fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. Everything he had a twinkle in his eye. Everything was fun. Every day has got to be better than yesterday, you know. So um, yeah, yeah, so that that, one, that would have would have gone up a couple of days ago. So yeah. um, be sure to check that one out. Um, in other news, we've had uh, a couple of comments from last week's videos come through. I think Dill Dylan wanted to read yeah. them a couple. Out. So uh, Zombie FP Five, best British podcast out there. Nice. Thank you, Zombie, wherever you are. <laughs> Great name. Uh, James Parry, Dodge bringing us the best guests as always. Yeah, nice one. Doing the job. And then a, a personal one from my mate Joe. Listened to Joe Rogan previously and since finding this podcast, Dodge is 10 times the better interviewer. So Ooh, look at yeah. that, mate. Very kind. Yeah, the comments are always really, Very really, kind. Really nice. Yeah, again, the comments on YouTube. Love reading them. We read all of them, by the way. If you leave comments on YouTube, we personally read all of them. The community section is also a massive part where we're really involved in as yeah. well on YouTube. That's an amazing section, that is. It's isn't cool, it? isn't it? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think enough channels, in all fairness, use it enough. Yeah, I agree. Because it's a really good way of, if we want to let people know some stuff or if you want to express mm. your thoughts on whatever or do a poll or a vote or get yeah. people's opinions, you just whack it on YouTube community and within yeah. an hour of stuff, you've got ridiculous people, people, loads yeah. of comments and yeah, votes. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, why aren't people using yeah. this? Because it's, it's such a nice way to interact with. The community we've built. So basically, anyone listening, if you go onto YouTube and go onto our channel, you can actually scroll across and there's a little section that says community. And that allows us to talk to everyone and reply to everyone and put photos up and, like you say, do polls. and Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's good. You got any plans for the boxing match on Saturday? I'm looking forward to uh, the fight. It's Fury Ngannou, isn't Ngannou, it? Ngannou, who is the heavyweight UFC champ versus the world heavyweight champ in Tyson Fury. In boxing, so yeah, there's a lot of money floating around on that one. Saudi, um, yeah. yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. I'll be watching it, 100%. yeah. And Garner's got a chance, of course, he has, but yes. so so did Dillian White and so did Derek Chitora. Everyone's got a chance against Tyson, yeah. but it's uh, it'd be intriguing, yeah. We'll have to find out and see, yeah. And who else have we got coming in soon, mate? Mate, we got the legendary Marcus Redwood coming Marcus in. Marcus is coming back, mate. He's coming in for a part three. Wow, like, that'll be is that maybe the first part three? Well, we've only done a couple of part twos before. Obviously, Dave Courtney was one of them. No, he wasn't. Dave's been in twice. Dave's been in twice, yeah. yeah and, but yeah. Marcus Wood was coming in for a, a part time. three. Anyone listening out there who hasn't checked out Marcus Redwood, 
Check him out on Apple, Spotify, or on the our YouTube channel. He's got he's two so parts. Mate, he's got the most amazing stories. He um, comes in, sorry, mate. He comes in with this big black book of stories, and he whacks it on the table, and Dodge goes, "Oh God, we got a lot to go. <laughs> we got a lot yeah. to go through." And he, it's because he's got so many stories, and he has lived such an eventful life that yeah. he's coming in a third time because yeah. everyone seems to enjoy listening to him speak because he's just so. He's real. Yeah, he's so real. And he's honest. real. He's been working on the doors forty years. He's been there, been there, got the t-shirt ten times over. Seen everything that needs to be seen. Naughty stories, funny stories. He's a great character, um, and I've become good friends with Marcus. Yeah, he's he's it's really th really weird thing. The whole podcasting thing it's like you, you get someone on the show, and then they've told you their whole life story in like two hours and forty five. There's not many people they tell that to. If any. I agree. It's, you feel like even though you've just met them and even for me sitting on the producing desk, like I don't even, I've even spoken to them for, yeah. that, for that hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. And I, I feel like I know him so well. Yeah. I'm sure the, the same for the listeners that, that listen to him. You feel like you actually know this person. Yeah. And for you who are actually engaging in the conversation, I can imagine afterwards it's. It is. It's really bizarre. We've done what, 170 odd episodes and anyone and everyone has been on, you end up staying in contact and becoming like friends. You build this bond, which, which is, one of the beauty, beautiful things of podcasting, which I never knew about. No, people probably don't really know about that either, yeah. to be fair, because that is generally, from your point of view, what happens. Yeah. Your phone book must be, yeah. <laughs> your phone book must be quite full. Yeah, phone book but. is, is I'm, not, I'm not short of context, put it that way, no, over the yeah. last 30 odd years in business and stuff. And But having, you know, the 170 odd people coming on, they, we, could, we should do a whole episode just on podcasting and, and the feeling you get and what happens and the, and the, the holes you can go down, the rabbit holes you can go down, the do's and don'ts. The and process from start yeah. to finish, really, from booking a guest. Good, yeah. I'd love to do that because it's bread and butter for yeah. us, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's what we do day in, day out. So, yeah, that'd be really, really cool, mate. Quality. Wicked. All right, we'll catch you next week. Mate. Nice one, Josh. All right, Cheers, take mate. Take bye care, bye. bud. Bye, mate.